You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Good morning. Welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm joined by Joe Wood. And we're joined today by Karen Kennedy from Kennedy Accountancy, to get that right. Um, Karen, it's so nice to see you again. I know you um, had a little chat with me yesterday in our Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, but we're going to go into more detail about your business and your rebrand that you've had recently. And I think this is going to be really inspiring for everyone who's joining us. If you if you are watching us live, let us know that you're live. Or if you're on the replay, let us know if you're watching the replay and ask us some questions. I think Karen's had such an amazing journey over the last less than a year. Um, so you might want to ask her for some tips and I'm sure she's happy to share. So Karen, thanks so much for taking the time this morning. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm pleased to be here and uh, yeah. Um, just ask ask questions um, if you want to know anything. So, well, let's start from the beginning. Cameron, why don't you give us a bit of a background about what you've done in the past and how you got into bookkeeping and accountancy and uh, where you are today? Okay, yeah. Um, I actually studied law at university um, just for something to do, really. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, a lot of my family are self-employed, so I'd always been kind of around bookkeeping. And my mum used to have those awful big red books doing my dad's uh, dad's accounts. And um, yeah, graduated and then um, kind of happened kind of off the cuff, got offered um, a job in an accountancy firm. And there was three partners and um, one of the kind of senior staff were tasked with looking after me and I will never forget on one of the partners wasn't there the first week I was there but the second week I was there she came into the office I shared an office with this older lady who was training me she opened the door and she spoke to the to my colleague and just completely ignored me and I was like wow what what a weird woman and I always remember thinking I will never ever do that to someone um but that was based in Inverness, which is about 70 miles for, from where I live now, which is where I um, grew up. And I always wanted to come home. And then I got offered the chance to do my actual um, chartered accountancy traineeship with a firm at home. So I moved back, did that, was working away quite happily, had my first child, did not have a good experience when I said um, I wanted to take the full year and I wanted to go back flexibly. Um, so I just said, OK, well, I'm not coming back then, because even then I was well aware that I couldn't sustain what I was doing with um, a young baby. And then I took a job um, at a local. And at the time I was like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm, uh, don't feel like I'm qualified for this, but let's give it a go. And it was, it was a great experience, a real learning curve. Um, But always in the back of my mind was like, I don't feel like I'm helping anyone really. I'm just um, ticking boxes for funders was was basically how how I saw it. Um, And then come COVID and lockdown, trying to keep a college afloat, which has no students in it, plus having, what were they then, one and three year old at home. And my husband was still, um, he works for OpenReach, so he was still out at work. It, It was horrendous. And I just kind of thought, I think this is the push that I needed to just uh, create something that's going to suit my life. So applied for my practicing certificate, 
got it, handed my notice in, in July last year, and then worked three months. And during those three months, I did as much homework as I could in terms of how to set up a, a kind of digital um, accountancy firm. And then start. I my last day was 23rd of October last year, so I've been going since then. So that's the long and the short of it. And I had another baby as well when I was working at the college. <laughs> it's amazing. Karen, you always share views from your house. So if anyone follows Karen online, you'll see like photos of her, like just enjoying where you live. Like you live in a really beautiful place. And I guess being a virtual practice has been... I don't I don't know where you are but I imagine that you really need to be virtual to make it possible how have you felt or how have your clients found that has, has that worked for you with finding clients yeah um, and I mean um so in my local community my sort of um client base a lot of it is local but to for up here, local means within 60 miles, whereas probably where you are, you know, 60 miles are probably about a thousand other accountancy and bookkeeping practices. So it's it's quite different. Um, but I mean, the most of the other firms up here would be more traditional and um, not virtual. So I suppose it's been quite different for a lot of my clients, but yeah, they've embraced it. Um, and, you know, a lot of the, the Zoom calls I've been on, if people, no, don't know where I am and they're like wow is that a is that a fake backdrop that you've got <laughs> it's not it's beautiful I mean did you have issues with setting up a virtual business being so remote I've, I've listened to the fact that your husband works for open reach so I'm assuming that you managed to get good broadband and stuff sorted yeah um, um like that sort of thing is not an issue actually where we are um and I, and I do speak to people um like I was speaking to a guy in Norwich the other day and he was like, oh, my Wi-Fi is terrible. But up here, we've got super fast broadband. Um, we're not quite as sort of out in the sticks as that. But so it's, be, it's been fine from a technology perspective. And um, yeah, it's been interesting building up relationships with clients that I, you know, I didn't know previously. Um, and then I've met a couple of them actually in person. And it's, re it's really quite strange. You know, that, that first meeting, it's like, oh, you're not on a screen. Yeah, I kind of know you, but I also really don't know you. Uh, like Joe was saying at the Digital Accountancy Show, you don't know how tall people are. <laughs> so. I know. Um, but yeah, I think in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, are people going to not like, you know, someone working from home and having things over Zoom? But you just got to do it. And then you realize that, you know, if people don't like that, then they're not your ideal client. So that's fine. So you told me yesterday, um, and people who are, we're streaming this on LinkedIn as well and YouTube, so some people might not have seen the chat we had. You told me that you've, in less than a year, so you started late October last year, and we're now in September 2021, and you've grown to 70 clients already. How have you found those clients if you, I guess you've met some people locally, but also virtually, what have you been doing to reach them? So one of my um, main company values is community. Um, and it, it can be hard to articulate unless you've been where I, where I live, um, how, how strong the community is. Um, so I put an ad in the local paper, um, which for some people is probably like, oh, what an old fashioned thing to do. But up here it works because everyone gets the, everyone gets the local paper. Um, so that's kind of how I got my first sort of, few clients that, that got me going um and then there's a lot of word of mouth 
Um, so that coupled with um, social media, I think has really, it's just been a, it's a good combination. That's, that's really how it's worked. I've not really done any sort of, apart from the first advert, um, I've not done any targeted um, like marketing as such, but I am keeping my like posting on social media consistent so people still know that I'm there um, because, you know, the clients have been coming in, you know, in a nice steady stream. Um, but when I do want more clients, I can can ramp that up a bit. Um, but at least people are still knowing that I'm that I'm around. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, comments here. Wow, 70 clients in less than a year. And then Caroline said, Karen, I need to know how you manage 70 clients on your own with two young children. What What is your secret? What kind of services are you giving to these clients? Because that might help people understand what, how you're doing it. Um, and um, and then someone else asked, do you have, oh, sorry, that was a, a, some self-assessment, once a year service type. And yeah, other people were asking, is it a mix of client types? Everyone wants to know. So yeah. what, did your, what did your practice look like? So that's why I always say yeah, I've got 70 clients, but some of them, so I would say probably, I don't know, 10 to 20% are like once a year tax returns. Um, but also I don't market it to them as once a year. Cause I like, that's my thing. I say when a prospect comes on board, I say, you won't hear from me once a year. Like we keep in, we keep in touch. And if you don't want that, that's fine. Um, so yeah, there's this sort of self-assessment tax returns. Um, then I've got probably 20 or so, um, kind of sole traders. Um, and most of them now I'm actually doing their, their bookkeeping as well. Um, some of them moved over <clears throat> to me and I was just doing the sort of year-end accounts tax return. Um, but they've seen that it's much easier if I, if I do the bookkeeping. Um, and then I've got like obviously limited companies and, and things like that, that um, some of them have in-house bookkeepers, um, but some of them I'm, I'm providing the, the full service to. So yeah, it, it's a real mix. Um, but I really like the ones that I'm doing the bookkeeping for as well because I just have that oversight of their business and I can provide them more value. Um, and, I, and I do think um, accountants, and this is speaking as an accountant, so I can say this. I do think some accountants are snobby towards like, oh, bookkeeping, why are you doing that? But then they speak to their clients once a year, like nine months usually after the year ends passed. I'm like, well, what value are you giving your clients? Because it's too late to do anything. Um, so that's kind of how I, I pitch it is, um, doing the, the full service and then when it comes to year end it's simple because I know what's going on um, so yeah I, I really like this kind of full the full finance package there are there are loads of great questions coming through and um, I suppose just thinking about the how you manage that workload I know you're looking you're bringing somebody into the business aren't you do you what do you do to make sure that your processes are as streamlined as possible so you can I suppose, be as efficient as possible. Are you using the same software systems for all of your clients or um, anything else to help you with that? Um, yeah, so kind of for um, sort of task management, I'm using Pixie um, and I went round the houses. Um, I was using Santa for a while, but it was, I was just completely overwhelmed. And I think I just kind of got a mind block with it. And then I moved over to Pixie and just implemented it in a day in the end. 
um, after wasting weeks of time not actually doing anything. Um, so yeah, I use Pixie. Um, most of my clients are on zero. Um, I've got a couple that I, um, clients that I inherited that are on um, QuickBooks. Um, and some of the once a year tax returns are still paper records, but I just fire it through a scan snap and put it through Dext. So um, the sort of, you know, the Dext side of things is almost like a, another person. So I think that's how I've, I've managed to manage it. Um, but I am getting to the point. So that's why I'm bringing on um, my new employee uh, next month is because I don't want to have to turn people away, but at the, I'm getting to the point where, you know, I've got my work planned out and I'm like, I can't really, you know, fit too many more in. Um, so I'm taking on a, a trainee and he'll be getting stuck into the, the bookkeeping side of things and get his own portfolio of clients so he can keep those regular touch points going. Because that's what I'm really focused on is, you know, great customer service. Um, so I need to keep those levels high. And I've seen it before um, where I've worked previously that, you know, the clients are flooding in and it's all good, but then it comes to actually doing the work and, you know, they might get forgotten about or things like that. So it's, um, it's a juggle. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm always really uh, honest and this business is totally flexible. Um, so I can go and, you know, get my kids off the bus and um, I don't work on a Friday. So I'm taking Archie to a swimming lessons later, but the reality is when they go to bed, yeah, I am working at nights, but that's, that's fine because um, it's flexible. So. I expect like a lot of people work and running your business is your hobby as well. When you're an entrepreneur, I think for a lot of us, we just love it. <laughs> so yeah, we I think that's it. It's different when you love something. So. Um, Sarah's asked a question. What does your usual day look like? I'm trying to get into a nice routine of all the client work. So how do you mix up? doing the work, maintaining those relationships, onboarding, social media. How, do you have a specific plan to your week? So a Monday I keep for working on the business um, and it's really tempting sometimes to try and just get through the work that's needing done for like client work, I mean, but I stick to that and I work on the business. So usually like an hour on a Monday morning, I'll go through my own bookkeeping, but that's as automated as it can be so it doesn't take long um, and then I'll do well if I'm organized I'll do like a wee social media plan but to be honest that's kind of fallen by the wayside um, and then I'll either do some sort of CPD on a Monday or plan out my work for the rest of the week so I do feel kind of organized um, and I've got a target to get all my 2021 self-assessments done by the end of October so I've got them planned out week by week and then um, so usually on a Tuesday, I'll um, kind of fire through all my bookkeeping clients. Um, so I kind of do that in kind of two halves, so like a Tuesday morning, a Wednesday morning. Um, and then in the afternoon of those days, um, I'll either have, you know, it might be meetings booked in with clients or um, doing client work. And obviously with deadlines and things I'm kind of um organized in what's priority but what I try and focus on doing is not let things get important and urgent you know that quadrangle thing um so I do have two um limited companies with September deadlines um 
that um so they're kind of getting important and urgent so they're my uh focus um for the next kind of couple of weeks and they've been quite messy jobs um that I took over and it's like what is it they say swallowing that frog like the thing that you don't want to do but the more you leave it the more it festers so I think it's kind of I just try and plan as much as possible so I don't feel overwhelmed because you know recently um that has been happening when I'm like right I don't know where I'm at and then that makes me feel a bit stressed so it's all about sort of planning um and then kind of a Thursday will be all client work and then maybe a Thursday afternoon because I don't work a Friday I just make sure all my communications or anything I need to send to clients has, has gone out and um I don't work on a Friday but usually you know if I've got opportunities like this or anything that's kind of on the business um I'll do that if I can get childcare and I want to do it basically um yeah so that's it do you have a break at the weekends Karen yeah yeah that's not really- always like sometimes I think that's the thing with when you love it um I actually really enjoy on a Saturday morning um if Graham's at home that you know he has the boys and I work on the business because just enjoy it but we're also just to add to the to the chaos we're building a holiday home at the moment um and that's kind of getting near completion so uh Graham's kind of busy on a Saturday doing that um but Sunday is uh, a family day so don't do any work on a Sunday I love how you're just sharing that how possible it is to get this level of balance and still to grow your business when you're strategic about how you're using your time and making sure that you're really focused on what you need to do. And, you know, you've noticed you're at that pinch point now where you're at or close to capacity and this is the time to bring someone else into the business and make sure they're ready. How have you approached getting ready to hand over work and delegate to somebody? Are you feeling ready to do that I know this is like quite daunting for a lot of people but I am feeling a wee bit overwhelmed with that um and I'm glad from the start that I got my kind of systems and processes nailed down but I don't have them all documented so that's going to be another big focus over the next six weeks before he starts is making sure that I have everything documented and that he can get up and running as, as quickly as possible um, so yeah I think it's funny how the, the stages of business go because at the start you know all the questions that you're asking in the success lounge are about what software are you using how are you doing this like how do you become an agent and then when it, when it's the next stage if you're taking on an employee it'll be like right what do I do with this person like how do I get ready for them so I think that's where the the community aspect of um, these these groups is just there's like that hive mind thing it's so um, so useful yeah we've um we've had some discussions about this and i mean the way that i've found works best when i'm taking on a new member of staff is to so when you've got your whole process from the beginning to the end so if you was to take a job and what needs to happen at the beginning all the way through to the end obviously one day because he's training and he's is he going to be do his qualifications as well yeah yeah so that kind of gives you the map of like that's your A to A to Z with him, the whole thing. And what I do with mine is that I start them, you know, at the first 10% of a job. Maybe it is just Dext to begin with. Um, I, I mean, with Daniel, who's 18, he did his zero certification. He did his Dext certification. He then he 
all he did was manage decks to begin with. Um, but I got him to be have the meeting with the software account manager. And I was like, that's your baby. It needs to be. And we have decks to position as well. So we could look at the percentages of the health scores of the clients and things. I'm like, your job is to get those numbers higher. I don't care how you do it and kind of give the responsibility. I learned a lot from James Ashford about results result goals rather than like really breaking down yes you can tell them exactly what to do and obviously they do their training but teaching them like the outcome the outcome is I want all the clients all of their information processed and in there and now he's at the point of he's doing the bank reconciliations so his job now is to and he does all the wages journals and things so I slowly add on once he's doing it really really well and he's getting quicker and quicker and it's like, right, what else can you do it? Now Laura's managing uh, him and she's pushing him to the next level and the next level. So I think it's a case about to build the confidence yourself is to start them off right at that bottom bit and make sure that you are happy because then you, you're not abdicating any control because you can tell by have a quick scan through Dext whether everything's been processed or not. Yeah. Um, and then if and you're doing the bank rec, so then maybe they start sending out the missing paperwork requests or whatever it is. But just slowly, slowly and just do one level at a time. That's that would be that's what I've learned. I've over the years I've built teams and done it all wrong and had all different people on different levels. But this seems to work for me. I feel like I've got control and they feel like they're progressing. And I mean, he started with us uh very, very part-time in October, but properly in March. And like now he's doing all the bank wrecks. Like that's amazing. Yeah, and all the wages journals. And and um and then he's like, Oh, you know, we we looked at Bright Pen. He's like, We, you know, I'm sure there's a way, Mum, that you can automate it so that because as well, it's really good having lazy employees because they will find quick ways of doing things. Yeah. You know, and um and also because he's young and he's on his PlayStation and all of that stuff, they think in a different way. And he has come up with ways of how the auto publishing on Dext has increased by 7% in the last six weeks. And he's done that. So things like that. And you like, yeah, because he's, he's results driven. I've made him results driven rather than process driven, you know, and just ticking boxes. So that would be, that would be my advice. Um, and um, at the moment, that's what we're talking um that's what we're doing. And it seems to be working. I'd love to talk about your rebrand. Okay. So, when you started, and we spoke to Krishna about this, like she started, she got out there, and and like we say, done is better than perfect. On date, you know, you've you've got to start earning some money, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So, um, why why did you decide to change? What influenced that? And then, what was the process? Yeah, so I think at the start, it's always the same. You just want clients, and you don't care how you get them. Or anything else and if someone had said you know what's what's your brand I would be like what are you talking about and didn't really think it was very important so I started off as cabs um which again in the local local area people knew because people were talking about it but then it kind of got to the point where people were like what is that and then it's such a mouthful um to to say the full title um and I came across um Karen Rayburn and the the profitable firm and kind of did their accelerator um program and thought oh this i think there's something in this branding marketing thing and um kind of did a deep dive with them and 
you know, they, they were kind of challenged. It was like therapy, challenging me on my, my why. And I'm really strong on my why. Um, it's to be flexible for my family and my, like, I'm all about community and things like that. And then I realized that, you know, I on my social media, the things I was saying and what I was saying out and about didn't, was not reflected. If people went to my website, you know, because I'm on one hand saying, you know, I'm not your traditional accountant. I'm not boring. No offense to any other accountants, but, you know, a bit different. But then they go to my website. What do they get? Like blue, navy blue and turquoise and just those kind of standard accountancy things and, you know, all the standard jargon that you get on any other accountant's website. Um, and then I was like, right, I, I, want, I want to change this. And I think it does take a wee while. Well, it did for me to actually understand my business and what it actually meant to me. Because at the start, it was just about replacing my salary. You know, it was because I had to. You know, it wasn't a case of being in the luxurious position of it could be a side hustle or whatever. Um, it, it had to... I had to make us money um so that was just that sort of initial phase and then once I got up and running I thought no my um my messaging is not reflecting what I wanted to and then I didn't want it to start attracting um you know the, the wrong type of client which you then kind of have calls with and then you realize you're not a fit and I think having a, a strong brand just tells people what you're all about so um, I did the did the rebrand with the profitable firm, and you know it's a really kind of in depth um, session, and I'm just absolutely delighted with the with the change, and uh, I just feel like you know there's a lot of work on like my values and things like that, and I feel like my I can live my life, and it reflects the business that I want to to project. So I feel more comfortable and confident now one of the things you said was um you weren't you didn't feel like your what you were talking about on social media reflected your brand how what did you learn from going through that did it change what you put out on social media or did it just help you to align your branding and your website with what you were putting out on social media more yeah so what I was putting out was what I wanted to come across like um but my branding and my website didn't reflect that because I didn't really have a brand really I had a logo which I thought was a brand um, I think everyone does that's and that's okay because that we're not in that world that it's that isn't what we, I'm married to a designer so we have this conversation all the time what's the difference between creative and design apparently they're completely different because uh, it's about like a great creative mindset versus the actual technical part of design and what a lot of bookkeepers will have in our group is something that they've made that looks nice but what does that actually say about them or anything about the feeling behind the business or how you want your client to feel so I love your new branding and it it does someone was saying it really um it really reflects you I've seen the like the nice mountains in the background and it, oh it's yeah. fab Absolutely. so my old logo was kind of an outline of of the of the hills which I wanted to keep but same with the kind of accountancy thing I wanted to give it a twist you know given a bit of a modern twist because that's kind of reflects the way I'm trying to to run my business so yeah they they totally nailed it um somebody said um do does somebody run your website for you and your social media or uh, oh sorry no they're asking for us to share it can we share what your uh, website is for everybody 
Yeah, so at the moment, the new website isn't live, but I did send um, through yesterday the development site. Um, I can, I'll share it in the comments later. It's okay. not going live till next week. Um, but if you go to um, my current website, you'll see the kind of the current more drab one, and then I'll share the new one. But um, did you did you get somebody to build the new the new website and yeah, did someone yeah. build it for you? Yeah. yeah and what about your socials? Will someone do that for you, or do you feel like you can continue to do your own social media? I think I would like to continue doing it just because I really enjoy it. Mm. So yeah, and that shows. That yeah. shows your personality comes through, and I love the fact you know because no one else is going to be able to. Like you'd have to get someone from social media, or you'd have to video things and give it to them because it's about your area, your community, and people want to see you, don't they? And you, you, you know, and you, your videos, and you're doing, you know, a hundred day challenge at the moment. And you're doing all these videos every day, and it's just, it's people want to get to know you, don't they? And and your backdrop, and and your boys, and I, I, it's amazing. It's 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 so lovely. What what would you, advice would you give? Because obviously, and and I think I'm right in saying that you've reached a, a good amount of turnover and you are a six-figure business. Uh, not quite. Getting oh, there. nearly nearly a six-figure yeah, business. Okay. So that is, like, outstanding and amazing. What would you say to somebody that was at the begin, like, where you were when you were maybe doing your qualifications and doing your three months' notice and is there anything you wish you'd have done differently or is there any tips that you would give anyone that's thinking of setting up on their own? If you're thinking about it, do it. Because I pr probably pondered on it for too long. Um, and now that I've done it, it's always hindsight, though, isn't it? You know, you wish, you wish you'd done it earlier. Um, do it and... The other kind of thing I think I would say, which has been so important, is there's always someone that's you want to do the same kind of thing as they're doing, that they're doing it really well, and they're a few steps ahead of you. Speak to them. Get involved in communities where people are doing the same thing because people make mistakes, and then you can learn from them. That's, that's been really important. Um, and, um, you know, there's not many people up where I am doing the same thing. So, it, you know, if I hadn't got involved in all these groups... Um, it would have been really lonely. So, um, yeah, just get involved, speak to people and, and just do it. And, yeah, you're going to have to go out of your comfort zone, but nothing that's worth doing doesn't put you out of your comfort zone. So you're just going to have to, to suck it up just to be, <laughs> to be uh, not harsh, but, I mean, it, it was scary, but um, you just got to do it and you'll reap the benefits. Oh, I love that. And yeah, you're right. You, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. And you know what? You've This has happened for Karen in less than a year. So this is it. If you put your mind to it, if you really commit to it, if you stop telling yourself this is just a side hustle, just a bit of extra income, if you go all in on it and you live and breathe it and you make this your thing, and like Karen says, you ask the people who are around you who are doing the thing, what can I do next to move the needle just a little bit further forward than where I am right now that's going to help you to take the steps that you need to get to where you can get to and you can get there you can have the balance you can work four days a week you can have your family time at the weekend you can spend time doing the things you love to do as an entrepreneur 
carving the time out to work on your business and you can get the clients done at client work done and keep your clients really happy and earn the money that you need so uh, thank you so much for sharing your story because I, this is so inspiring to everybody and I'm really inspired it's amazing well done thank you I think the other thing is is to get someone to be your cheerleader like a you know a coach I know you guys are doing sort of strategy and coaching I did the same I worked with Will Fernell and in our first meeting we did a strategy and I was absolutely terrified by the figures he was telling me and the th and he said if you keep going you either get to a point where you can't manage anymore, so that's fine, you stay as you are. But if you want to grow this, you'll have an employee within X amount of time. And I was like, be quiet. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> and who you are. So, yeah, just having someone to tell you, you can do it. And you're doing all the right things because you doubt yourself all the time. Oh, amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much for taking the time out this morning to talk to everybody. And um, thanks everyone who's joined us live. We have shared Karen's um, Instagram handle underneath and we'll make sure that you'll, you'll be sharing in the comments, won't you, your new website yeah. link so everyone can see that. Um, for those of you who are joining us for Bookkeepers Bootcamp, come back at 11 o'clock. We're going to be talking about Instagram. We've had lots of questions this week about different Instagram terminology, what a carousel is, what you can do. Um, we're going to ask, we're going to answer some questions. So come along at 11. We'll be back here on LinkedIn and YouTube and in our Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. Lots of sessions happening this, today. So stick with us. Um, thanks for taking the time. We'll see you later. Take care. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.